forever. Dog. For a lonely little girl, a new friendship can be wonderful and very dangerous. This week on the podcast, Mary Downing Hans, wait till Helen comes. Hello, welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA Pulp Fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Gaitai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And today we are talking about the classic, slightly younger, but still fucking goes hard, Wait Till Helen Comes by Mary Downing Hahn. Yeah. I remember uh, being really is, scared of People have been asking this. for this one for a while. It's been on the list for a long time, doing... Let's call it What We Do in the Shadows. Nope, that is a TV show on FX. What was it called? I'll, the one that we already did? Yeah, I'll Follow You in the Shadows. No, that is it. I Will Follow You into the Dark is a song by Death Cab for Cutie. Mm-hmm. Um, My brain is just combining Mary Nighting Han books. Um, Not the Time of the Witch. Look for Me by Moonlight. Oh, Moonlight, not Shadows. That's what it was. Look for Me by um, Moonlight. That book was so yeah. creepy. So doing that sort of like one. opened our Mary Downing Hahn floodgates. It's like, yes, we should do more of her. I was thinking Wait Till Helen Comes was a little more babyish than it ended up being. Mm-mm. Mary Downing Hahn is not going to dumb it down for y'all. No. This goes hard. Mm-hmm. It's real creepy. Very scary. Very scary. Very emotionally charged. I got really sad at the end. I I, I, I got, cried. I was so sad for Heather. Like I I I sort of I must have kind of remembered or guessed what Heather's whole deal was. So I I kind of knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. The confession at the end. Um, but it was no less emotionally like hard hitting mm-hmm. when it came. And also, I felt really bad for Helen. Like yeah. at the end, like I, that was the part I got misty at. Actually, yeah, I did not me get too, misty because I didn't remember that stuff. she got absolution. When her mom comes to her, like when they're both ghosts together, and the mom hugs her, like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that was so. It was so moving, and like also, like I felt for the mom, like finally being able to hold her child and yeah. tell her, like. It's okay. I, <gasps> and, and I was like, make this into a movie in yeah, 2017. Apparently, apparently a really Whoa. bad movie. Oh, that's too bad. I know. Because I would think it would actually be good. I didn't deserve that. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. I know. Yikes. It has like two stars on IMDb. It's bad. Wow. It is on Tubi. Am I going to watch this movie? Yes, I might. No. Oh, man. The classic, classic version of the cover that. Yep. The they, Wait Till Helen Comes with. How, uh, with Heather with that fucking mullet. Yep, 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 yep. I yep, had yep, this yep, yep, version. I remember hating Heather, or yeah, hating yeah, Heather so she, much. She is such a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, and actually, you know who I still continue to hate even through the end? Uh, Michael. Yeah. No. Or Dave. Uh, the Dave. dad. Yeah. Dave Dave's needs to f- go to fucking hell. Fuck you, Dave. They're fucking children. What are you doing? And what him, are you like, doing? Coddling his daughter while like being so mean and calling Michael and uh, Mo- Molly monsters. monsters. They're children, and he called them that to their faces I in know. front of their mother. And I was the like, way he really, treated the mom too. I couldn't. Yeah, I was really anti mom up until she left, got her shit together, came back, and apologized to Molly and Michael. But then a couple times later too, she still kept in front of. Dave and Heather taking their side instead of her own fucking children. And that triggers me. I think this movie or this book really triggered me as a child because it was like my life at home. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Not that my sister was a monster. That was the thing. My sister was not a monster. But like to have, I guess like when I was a kid, my mom was like the monster to me. And then like my dad constantly taking her side. And so like that I was so angry at Heather Mm-hmm. And also, I just remember this book being very scary. Like, I was very scared of this book. This book is scary. The creepy parts as a kid definitely feel like bigger and like oh a, yeah, it's a, not a scary. bigger deal. Uh, the it's it's they're certainly creepy, but I wasn't like it. it just like they weren't as long or as intense as I felt yes. like they were as a kid. Yeah, 
Well, because I remembered this book as being mostly creepy. When yeah. now I, it's mostly it's frustrating mostly and sad. interpersonal drama. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. I was very. It now reading it. I mean, it's not like a Paul Tremblay book. I'm not like, oh, this is like actually yeah. really yeah. scary. But um, for it's it's definitely appropriately scary for a child. Yes. Because it's spooky, which mm-hmm. is scary for a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's it's like it, it, an appropriately scary for the. Uh, reading level mm-hmm. she's um, a really good writer mary downing she is a really good writer and she, really i love good. how she does not shy away from bigger big topics words. and big, big words, words and big topics yes because mm-hmm. as i was reading it now i was like holy fuck i mentioned to you so i have a very um i don't really talk about this because it actually is like not really resolved for me and i'm like kind of scared about it i've told you i had this like horrifying fear of death like Oh, you're right. Super deep seated. Like, I do not, I don't really like talking about it. I don't like, and it's funny because, like, I love like horror, horror. and I love making well, horror, but like, I think it's like why so many women love true crime. It's like, I'm mm-hmm. going to keep watching it as though, like, I can train myself for mm-hmm. the horror mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. But just like, you know, like, if I'm particularly mentally unwell, I'll literally have, like, you know, experiencing a, you know, it, like a panic attack or yeah, I will. Mm-hmm. I will still like occasionally, maybe like once a year, have a panic attack about it. Um, and specifically, and I think this is what it's from because I will specifically have a panic attack about like my bones. That is so interesting. Yeah, that they will continue on without me, mm-hmm. and like that a part of me will continue existing without me existing, and like this book the main character fully has a panic attack about that shit where she like thinks about her own bones and she's like, holy shit, these will continue on even. And I almost highlighted it to read it out, but I was like, I will freak out if I try to do that or not freak out. I don't know. I'm just whatever. But like, I was like, oh, she has this exact thing of like, my bones will still continue even after I can't feel them. Yeah. When she's thinking about Helen's body in the grave. Yeah. And I really liked Molly. I thought she was like... I did too. I really felt for Molly. She, she was brave. Even though she was scared of everything, she was brave. She's like, I... And even though, like, Heather is so awful to them, she she keeps, like, trying to resolve herself to, like, trying to form a relationship with her and is like, I, I'm going to put myself at risk to save her no matter how awful she's been to us. Like I'm, I won't let Helen have her. It's just like so. She's so sweet. She's such a good person. She's a really good person. I like the fact that she. She even admits, right? She's like, I don't even like Heather. I don't love yeah. her, but I love the. I want to protect her. City of the relationships in this book. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Be- I did think it cleaned up a little too nicely at the end. But it's a kid's book. Yeah, it is a little like the end of Hocus Pocus where like Thackeray and What's-Her-Face like go off into the pearly mm-hmm. gates together. And mm-hmm. But you you definitely need Dave f- fully forgiving Heather. So like you need the, the neat little wrap up. And Yeah. I love that the locket returns. I loved that the locket returned. I just felt like Dave should be punished for his crimes. It Dave fucking sucks. Um what I think we are learning is Mary Downing Hahn is really good at writing a shitty dad. Yes. Cuz the dad in the last one was shitty. Was the shitty one. Um even though we have already gotten too far into it, would you like to read the back of the book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um also it doesn't help. I'm sorry just to that there's some good people in this movie it's too bad it isn't good <laughs> it doesn't help that the um little girl on the cover of the book looks like a little shithead she really does look like a little shit that never helped i yeah i'm like it's so deeply unfair that i had this thought as a child but i was like heather's not even cute <laughs> i know i remember thinking that too that she just looks like a dumpy little kid with a mullet. Mm-hmm. I was just like, you're not even cute enough to be a bitch, Heather. <laughs> Which is like, wow, internalized um, misogyny. I know. As, I, as, as my a child was, to a child. I know. 
my thought was, of course she looks like that. Like <laughs> she okay. would look like that. Okay, Kelly. Mm. Okay, ready? I am. Beware of Helen. Heather is such a whiny little brat, always getting Michael and me into trouble. But since our mother <laughs> so married our fa- her father, we're stuck with her, our poor stepsister, quotes, who lost her real mother in a mysterious fire. But now something terrible has happened. Heather's found a new friend out in the graveyard behind our home, a girl named Helen who died with her family in a mysterious fire over 100 years ago. Now her ghost returns to lure children into the pond to drown. I don't want to believe in ghosts, but I followed Heather into the graveyard and watched her talk to Helen. And I'm terrified, not for myself, but for Heather. That's a good, that's a good description. Mm-hmm. I was mad at Michael, too. Oh, Michael's being a little shit. I do think I was like... He's absolved, I, though. He is absolved. He is 10, for one thing. Yeah, and he's scared. And he's scared. And he's putting up a front. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that she makes it Evident, but not obvious. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, Mary Downing Hahn is really good at showing, not telling, I think. Um, And it was, it's really interesting, the dynamic between Molly and Michael, because Molly is 12 and Michael is only 10, but Michael is constantly acting like he knows better because he's all like science focused. Yeah. And let's be frank, it's because he's a boy. Yeah. And I think he's a little bit sexist. And you know of what? I have is. to forgive him of that because of my thoughts about uh, Heather. Uh, about Heather's, Dave? Uh, being dumpy. <laughs> oh, on the yeah. Cover. So, like, I'm guilty. I was guilty of it, too, as a child. Uh, we are we are how we're raised. Also, the, the fact that it's never talked about that their dad just left. Mm-hmm. It's like, absolutely, it's tragic that Heather... Heather's mother died in this fire when she was three. It, that is yeah. so sad. That must have been so traumatic. We find out exactly how traumatic it was, in fact. There's something sadder about being just fucking left to a new dad by your living dad. And that never gets talked about for Molly and Not Michael, the fact that they're dealing with that. Dave sucks. Dave sucks. He has no fucking empathy when it comes to his new wife's children. And it's disgusting yeah dave disgusts me i hated him mm-hmm. and cool dave it just like was so i like your your fucking little pottery i bet you suck i bet you fucking suck you're trying to support well, a family with your pottery please well get this get this right when the mom is like oh my god my paintings were destroyed that was gonna pay our mortgage for the first couple months i was like what about dad hmm hmm what are the sculptures doing mm-hmm I'll tell you what, they're not selling. They're not selling. Her barn paintings had to support this family, and now what are they going to do? And I will say, to Dave's credit, in this moment, he is more concerned with comforting uh, the mom, Molly and Michael, when all of their stuff gets destroyed. And Heather keeps trying to, like, reassert her Mm -hmm. cunty little dominance. I know. (laughs) Um, And Dave is like, not now, Heather. Um, Yeah. So... At least he's like, like priorities in that moment. But I mm. guess, but he can't extend that grace to those kids. Because also, this is just me he maybe like hating. Helps Michael put his room back together. So like, I my most generous read I can give is that he regrets how he behaved, but then he behaves like that again almost instantly. He, he's infuriating. Fuck I, Dave. This might be Dave again, true villain of the book. Again, again, the dad sucks majorly because, and then that's the other thing. This is the thing that bugged me. I know that your daughter, that it was an accident. And I know that somebody who exists outside of human emotions and is like superhuman, the right thing to do, right, is to not blame your daughter. But like the fact that he can instantly forgive his daughter free of any, any issues for being the one at fault for his wife's death, but then can't even offer any amount of kindness to these two kids. I know. Make it add up, dad. He sucks. That, he I sucks. Mean, he's just like so frankly fucking sucks. Everything about him sucks, except for the fact that he like fully forgives Heather at the end. 
because the the big secret is that it Heather is the one who started the fire. She was only three, and then mm-hmm. she hid from her mom. A fr- Here's the real. That lesson. was the other thing. The Here's the real thing. lesson. Corporal punishment is the true villain of the piece because if she hadn't have been afraid of getting a spanking, she wouldn't have fucking hidden. And so empathetic parenting would have saved everyone here. But mm-hmm. credit to the mom for going down in the fire rather than leaving her daughter inside. Sure. So she paid the price. I mean, a she lot paid of people the ultimate who, price. A lot of people who hit their kids would die for their kids. Yeah. I'm just saying at least she didn't also leave her daughter in the fire. And she did get per- she did perish. Yeah, she fucking died. She died she for her sins. She did die. Yeah. Um whereas Dave remains scot free. Yep. Whereas Dave just fucking goes on Fuck unpunished, Dave. Unpunished. I was mad that he never says sorry to the kids. Yeah, he 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 truly like the mom just has to keep apologizing for him it's sickening and also like okay this is the other thing that pissed me the fuck off so when he's like oh um he that was the other thing that he accused the mom of not loving his daughter enough that was so unbelievable that scene and that and the fact that that happened before they even moved out there I was like, what love do you guys have? Yeah. Because I don't see it. Why are you together? Working. Yeah. Like, because here's here's my read on Molly and Michael's mom, whose name I don't even know if we ever know. Um, she's a broken woman. Oh, yeah. She's a broken woman who needs romantic love to feel whole and validated. And I'm really sad for her because she clearly loves her kids but she is doing them wrong by being with Dave. Yeah. Because the thing is, you're allowed to be a damaged person, but if you have kids, you are responsible for their well-being. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, it sucks that you're broken. It's not your fault that you're broken, but you do have a responsibility to these kids. Mm-hmm. And girl, like, don't be with this fucking guy. He sucks. He sucks. He's Where? not very nice There's to you. There's not a single redeeming thing about this motherfucker. Mm-mm. Don't like it. It's he's not even hot. <laughs> he's like who knows? Never we don't know what described. He looks like. And so never described. I can only assume he's not hot. Okay. But like the other thing is that like Heather, hmm, she does get off the hook pretty easy. I know that she's hiding this thing that like because like how can they realistically move on from this? Right. I truly, I don't know. Like, how do you, like, do you give her shit? Like, yeah, man, you were really a monster. And she'd be like, yeah, well, it's because I, you know, thought I killed my mom. Like, how do you get, I actually, I, I, she's a child. So I do, I think you can fully get past it because a, a kid, I think, unlike an adult, has a lot of trouble holding multiple feelings. It's like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely no critical thinking skills. So to mm-hmm. her, these people are purely a threat. She's terrified. She's terrified that her dad, because she thinks if he knew, really knew her, he would abandon her. Yeah. She thinks she's evil and bad. And what she did was like cannot be forgiven. And so she's absolutely terrified that this new family is going to become more important to him. But and I mean, realistically no for uh, Molly and Michael. Like, because they're also children. So, like, how... I, I just mean, like, what's well, the dynamic going to be like when so they I get older? So, I feel like Molly can, like, work it out. I feel like Michael would have more trouble. But, like, do you think they joke about it? Do you think they talk about it? Do they act I, like the, they're... I think they, maybe when they're adults, they joke about it. Like, man, you were such a monster. Yeah, like, well... It's hard to joke about it though because they know that the reason she, she was a exactly, monster is because that's she what I'm killed saying. her mom. So you just that's like, can't saying. talk about it. You can't ever talk about it again. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, do they say like, "LOL, well, you were so mean," and she'd be like, "Well, no. <laughs> that's because I thought I killed my mom." And it's yeah, like, well, I don't think you. Were. It's like, oh, right, yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> no, but I like, don't think you can joke about it ever. I think you just move on. And I think honestly, Heather's going to forget she was ever like that to them. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, but here's what I think, because. I think we have a tendency because when I first read this book, I was like, like by the end, I was like, oh, right. And that's how she that's why she was like that. And that's it's just sad. But also, like, there are other characters or people that this could happen to who would not react in this way, like who would not actively sabotage and hurt other people in order to feel safe and secure. 
Like they might I harbor think it's it. It's all in how Heather is from now on. If from now yeah. on Heather's truly like cool and a good sister and loving. But how can she unlearn all of that behavior in one second? That was her entire behavior. Yeah. And well, through her formative years. And she was rewarded for it by her father. I'm going to say. But she also of, underwent horrible trauma. With, I'm with the ghost. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I'm going to say one of two things. Either she can't and it will peak out now and then. Or mm-hmm. the enormity of how she learned the lesson st- st- just stays with her forever. Yeah. And, and she, she almost like died. Completely and, changed. She almost got lured to her death by a yeah. ghost. And an the person she ghost. thought was a threat saved her. Yeah. That's and a pretty big, that's going to change a person. Yeah, that does change you. And especially at seven years old. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's so set in her ways. Mm-hmm. Because like a lot of kids are super fucking bratty at, as children mm-hmm. and grow up to be perfectly lovely human beings. And a lot of people who are lovely as kids grow up to be shitheads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some people stay the same. And mm-hmm. it's, But it's just, I don't know why I have this, that that whole nature versus nurture thing is like, it's it, it really I'm like, what part? Because I do think that if all of this shit, if the fire thing, not necessarily the ghost thing, if the fire thing had happened to Molly, I don't think she would have done that to Heather. No, she would have internalized it in a different way. Maybe she would have gotten yeah. like an eating disorder or something. But, <laughs> you know, it would have been something else. Well, the hope is that like, so let's say that it was part of Heather's nature to just be a little bit of a bitch. Yeah, it's part of my nature. She took it. Yeah. This experience is like so huge that it's like altered that bitchy part of her, hopefully. Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, because like I know that like no two kids have the same parents, but like I will say that just in how I am, I am stronger willed and I have a harder time shutting up than my sister does. I just can't, if I see something that seems unjust to me in an interpersonal level um that's me too i can't like if i see someone being really mean to someone else i have to say something whereas like my sister she'll say something sometimes but like go along to get along a little bit yeah and like i remember like i used to date a guy who was like He'd, he was very like, don't rock the boat. Like he'd be like, you don't have to get involved. And I'd be like, okay, but that person's being like really fucking mean to this other person who has no recourse of their own. Mm-hmm. So like, what the fuck? We're just going to stand here? Like I have trouble with that. Yeah. I mean, it also means that I really can't stand authority and I like Yeah, can't. and I, I it, it's also like, I've had a really hard time like coming to this and I, I still really struggle with this, but like sometimes speaking up just makes it worse yeah because sometimes that person gets mad at you the one that you're defending and then it like turns into a like an even uglier situation because like i bring more ugliness Mm -hmm. like because if if i say something i'm not necessarily doing it in like a gentle empathetic Mm -mm. mediating way i think that's who i used to be so something happened in college slash after college and I turned into a much harder person. I don't know if it's just like maybe life. Mm-hmm. And I, so so instead of like coming at it in a way where it's like, let's all like get on the same page and, and like see one another's perspective and like f- truly fixing it, I will just bring, I'll just like fly in with the shining sword of justice and be like, you're, and, and just be mean. I'll be mean about it. I'll be mm-hmm. mean in how I try to handle it. And that's not going to make anything better yeah or even on like like, a larger scale the person might not want me to yeah that was what i was gonna say is that like if someone is fine with that behavior happening to them then you don't need to be involved because like who are you to say well you shouldn't live your life like that they're living their life like that they're fine if they want someone else to like talk to them that way that's fine like people have autonomy and i think yeah if you look at Sometimes that like flaming sort of justice is actually like denying someone their right to choose how they want to live their life. Mm-hmm. Um, or the the justice is not so much about justice and more about my right? sense of control and my sense of being right and my and my ego in like help 
being mm-hmm. than it is the person who's being wronged, than it is about their play. Mm-hmm. It's more about me than them. And that's where the bad energy enters into the mm-hmm. situation. And it's like, mm-hmm. I shouldn't necessarily do anything. I actually, my I, I wrote a teen horror pilot. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of about exactly this. <laughs> Literally, I yesterday wrote a sketch that I'm going to shoot about like how if you try to call out a pathological liar, you look insane. Yeah. Th- and like the length that they're so you have to so go. locked in. Yes. Yeah. Well, and like then you're the person who's clocked every single lie that they've said. And like and sometimes there's no evidence. Like so you have to make yeah. evidence like truly like it turns into. So it's like I I just wrote it yesterday. It's like these girls at an Airbnb and like one of them is just like constantly main character center of the show these like guys come to cl- fix the hot tub and she just turns it on and the other girl's like oh my god like we're here for you rachel like we're here for you and not this other shit but then it's like in order to expose all that you do have to be insane and it's like well then what is it about is it about winning because yeah. that's not because altruistic that's not justice when it, yeah justice isn't winning justice is fairness and equality mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. peace And often there is no justice and like Mm -hmm. you running around being because my my goal is often. So my thing is often that like I will project people that have harmed me in the past onto that person Mm -hmm. that's harming this other person. So I'm like, I just seek to destroy you. Yeah, I'm going to eliminate you. The problem is they're a person, too. Yes. Yeah. And you and you should one should extend Mm -hmm. empathy to everyone. Mm hmm. And like. But the like, thing that's is, not my mode when I'm going, when I'm in beast mode, mm-hmm. I will fucking mow you down. Mm-hmm. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. The thing that's is, right. you can talk shit about those people. You can say, damn, that girl is annoying as fuck. Mm-hmm. Great. And that is why we have one of the and most why we have text, text chains. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking subpoenable mm-hmm. Just like a chain. toxic, just evil, toxic evil, sludge. Evil. Uh, mm-hmm. Just evil, evil, cunty, evil. Uh, evil, evil, badness. evil, evil, evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. pure. Although, really, Just, we haven't been like that in like a good year or two. Yeah, yeah. We've been much less. I think I like because like, I I muted so many people yeah. on the internet, and I just like that helped. I'm a little less. I got too busy and depressed. I also just feel bad for those people now. Yeah, I'm just I, like, I, oh, that's, man, that's that, sad. I got too busy and like I don't know, stopped thinking of them as like personally wronging me by being a mess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, now, it's not, well, I've just, it's not about me. It, Yeah, it's about them. Whatever is going on with them yeah. is about them. When also like their posts and stuff would just make me really depressed. I'd be like, fuck, mm-hmm. they live like this all the time. So then I had to mute them and now it's better. And we were just talking about how like you'll still have like your minions that send you like their greatest hits. Yeah. But <laughs> like I have one where I'm like, now that's what I call blank. <laughs> where I'm like, I'm like, oh, that person sends me. Now that's what I call this person's name. Uh-huh. And it's just this one person. But and that's fine. It's like, oh, LOL. They're at it again. I think that's like a lovely way bullshit. to. Yeah. Yeah. To because then it's like I'm not my day isn't ruined. Mm-hmm. And I'm I don't just like, feel the need to like subtweet them. No. As though I'm like, no. Helping anything. No. It used to I be like send Mike would send me screenshots of like some of our people. Mm-hmm. Our carousel, and I would our immediately want to subtweet something because I would mm-hmm. feel like no, that's that's a liar. That's not right. Or they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Or they're doing that. And it's like I, I've kind of let that go. I've I've like become less you can just gossip. less addicted to the posting. Yeah, yeah. You know what? It might just be that like Twitter started really sucking, and then the, oh, that people left it. Yeah, that's fully what it is. Is Twitter's just dying? I'm not getting better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hey, not getting better. It it's just that there's like less and less of an environment in which to be terrible. You're having less opportunities. Yeah, it's just like it's not as fun to be on there, and so I'm being forced. You know, I'm a great person in better. a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, okay? like give me no kind of input, and I'm mm-hmm. an angel. Seriously, <laughs> if my life is easy and good, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if there's nothing to nothing. react to, I won't react. I'll just straight up not react. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And isn't that lovely? Yep. Um, 
Okay, so. And that's what it's all to, about. <laughs> and that's what we hope you guys take away from this. Yes. Anyway, this has been Tinkerips Therapy Session. Tinkerips Therapy Sessions. Oh, my God. There is a really large bat. There's a. Is there a bat in your room, Kelly? Your face is truly incredible. I'm so glad this is being captured for the Patreon. It's a really large bug, and I don't know. Okay, I'm going to open. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cause it to perish. Maybe it went back downstairs. Whew. I, what I was going to do was I was going to open one of these windows and then let it fly up to the screen and then close the window, and that is where it would die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's gone. I don't know where it went. Maybe my cats will eat it. I'm going to open this window, though. It is a little bit toasty in here. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the things that Heather does like is to actively sabotage the other kids and like do this weird whiny baby voice, which we get why she's doing because she wants to seem like a baby so that her dad will love her. But man, I think also just like as an older sibling, I was like, fuck this, bro. Um, it's really infuriating. It was very infuriating. And then like when all when both of the parents, including their own mom, schooled them for being, quote, monsters. How could you do this? We told you not to be mean to her. Oh, the mom is so I broken. Couldn't. The mom is so broken. And it's so sad. And then when she like is being carried by her dad away and then she like looks over his shoulder and like sticks her tongue out at them or like smiles at them. That was so evil, bro. Uh-huh. That is scary. Uh-huh. That kind of manipulation is like, yeah, super icky. Yep. What a little turd. Yep. Um, She sucks. She truly But man, sucks. doesn't Helen luck out that Heather also has a mom who dies in a fire that she caused? It's like the most lucky slash unlucky ghost meeting of all time. (laughs) And we know that she has met other little girls to be her friend in the past, and they've all perished in the pond. Mm -hmm. She lured them all to the Mm -hmm. pond. Which I honestly, and it's so weird, but like I actually felt way more for Helen than for Heather. And I think it's because Helen is like indiscriminately doing this like she just wants a friend and yeah she's trying to get somebody to be with her forever and they all keep going into the light because like i guess their issues aren't as unresolved as hers yeah or they go somewhere else like she is haunting this place but those little Mm -hmm. girls don't haunt that place yeah who knows where they're going heaven hell (laughs) disneyland burning in fucking hell deaf gardens i don't know So I felt more for Helen, although actually I really felt for Heather when um, because so basically Molly like keeps stalking Heather because Heather's like sneaking around in the graveyard or like hanging out at this old house. That's where Helen and her family died 100 years ago from the fire. Um, And Molly like keeps trying to like interrupt because she knows something is off with this ghost. And she successfully stops the ghost from luring Heather into the water, into the pond. She doesn't. She actually has to jump into the pond and save Heather from drowning. And she rips the locket off of her, throws it back in the water. The ghost goes after the locket. You can't have her. But like the part when she comes, when Heather comes to and she's like, my only friend, like you... You're taking her away from me. She's my only friend. And that, like, really pained loneliness. Like, that felt so sad. Because yeah. Helen manipulated her into thinking, like, well, I'm the only... And, and not even intentionally. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. the only one who will still love you knowing mm-hmm. that you did what you did. Because yeah. she feels that about herself as well. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I, I didn't remember the book. And so the whole book, I thought that Helen was just, like, truly like an actually evil child who who'd been like maybe who like purposely started the fire to kill I thought her so parents too maybe and and was then just like on a tear killing other children and so when it turned out no Helen also accidentally started the fire and was like just like burdened by the guilt of it and like 
in running away from the fire fell in the pond by accident and drowned. It's just like, it's too sad. And then she's just like crying for her mom at the end. I know. Well, and like, I loved that Molly so accurately felt like she was like, it must be so lonely because is it better than not existing to exist alone and confused for a hundred mm-hmm. years, just haunted the by the thing you no. did. Like that's yeah, so sad. So sad. And she couldn't, she couldn't even get to where her, the ghost of her mother was. And the fact that the mom stuck around because like searching yeah, for her. That for part got years. me. That got me. I cried. In the cellar. Ugh, I'm going to cry now just thinking about it. Yeah. So basically like, the mom was waiting for a hundred years and then they just couldn't she was able to her. reach her because Molly and Heather, Heather fell, fell through the like where it had caved in and where their bodies were trapped. I love that the stepdad was like, peace. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna get involved. No unresolved. He's yeah, he's gone. He's like, he's honestly, I lived a good great. life. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I was a pretty good guy. <laughs> and um I didn't want to die, but I'm I feel resolved. Yeah. I feel resolved. I feel very done. Mm -hmm. So you stick around and wait for Helen, bitch. I'm out. Mm -hmm. Fucking dads. Fucking dad. Mm -hmm. In this book. Ugh. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Bleh. Bleh. Um, We, like, a new term. We've got, like, the Richie Tankersley Cusick busy villain. Yes. And now we have the Mary Downing Hawn shitty dad. (laughs) Seriously. She must have had some daddy issues. Probably. Maybe a child of divorce herself. We should. Because this is now two books two where that was the big divorce. issue. <sighs> mm-hmm, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Once we read more of her books, we'll see. Uh, I'm glad that this book has 4.13 stars on um, Goodreads, which is like an excellent consensus. Goodreads is usually, good. it's usually like 3.9 for like a quote good book. But most people do really like this book. Um, it's really beautiful. Um, I, it's good. It's I, I think every kid should read this. Yes, book. it teaches empathy in a way that mm-hmm. like it teaches you to empathize with someone who is like actively really horrible to you, mm-hmm. without saying it's okay that they're horrible to you. Mm-mm. Yeah, I do wish the it dad would have perished. It, the dad just needs some kind of fucking um, accounting for his crimes. He needs to. I would have loved if he was just like, you know what? I was so I myself was feeling guilty about yeah, after like mom Heather. dying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was really trying to protect Heather and I wasn't paying attention to you guys. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. I felt like I let Heather down. So I was overcoming this trauma. Yeah. And like, hello, can we talk about the fact that for a while, apparently, although it's a little unclear, did he just leave Heather with the grandma? Yeah, he did. And like go off and live his life for a while and then take her back? Or was he living with grandma and the he- and the Heather, the grandma and Heather? It's a little unclear. It's a little unclear. Because both are implied, kind of. Because it, she says, I it's it's kind of too bad Heather couldn't just stay with the grandmother. That's what the mom says. Mm-hmm. Or she she like says that and she's very conflicted about it. She's not just like, Heather shouldn't stay with the grandma. Um but then later, Heather says, I wish it had stayed just me, daddy, and grandma. Oh, well, then I guess so maybe they were. He, was he just like, was crashing there. I fucking hope so. Because otherwise, that no wonder Heather was so weird <laughs> about this new family. Also, I was like, before I knew why she was acting like that because of the mom, mm-hmm. I was like, what was a grandma doing to her? Because I was like, what? Because mm. I knew that she was with grandma before. But yeah, like it's grandma not. might have been spoiling. Or no, I didn't even it, know. I was like, well, I don't know what grandma was doing. Yeah. What was grandma's deal altogether? But it seems like it was nothing. Um, But yeah, like, so basically, really quickly, what happens in this story is. <laughs> it we is ha- I know. We're 43 minutes. I know. I just thought we weren't going to do that for this book. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, because it's only 43 minutes. Sure, we sure. might as well tell people basically what happened. Sure. Okay. Um, Molly and her brother Michael, their mom got married to Heather's dad, Dave, who sucks. Um, and she's Heather's always been like really shitty towards 
the two kids and the mom, but the mom always like blames the kids for not trying hard enough with Heather. And also they do foist a lot of childcare responsibilities on the older kids, which I don't love. I, again, I fucking hate their attitude towards yeah. Molly and Michael. Like, I think I, oh, yeah, yeah, when they I were mad it. at them for like not making sure Heather Knowing didn't run off Heather and is? they were like, she ran Hello. off. Like, what am I supposed to do? She wasn't even here. I don't even know where she is. Fucking asshole. Um, you asshole. While you look for that, I'll continue mm-hmm. with the story with yeah, what yeah, happened so then uh helen and um is like this ghost they find like this um grave that's like underneath an oak tree that no one knows about it's like covered in weeds and heather is really drawn to it because it has the same initials as her and it's like her age seven years old h-e-h mm-hmm. yeah i mean How i'd be obsessed be drawn to that yeah, I would be so obsessed. Yes. I'd be obsessed at this age. Now, Molly's a little bit creeped out by the graveyard. She also is, like, creeped out by specifically that grave. But she's not that scared. But also, like, the fact that Heather keeps being like, Molly's scared. I was like, I wanted to pummel yeah, her fucking face in the ground. joining like, not. And then it becomes, like, a thing where everyone's like, yeah, Molly's afraid. And she's like, I guess I am afraid. That becomes the narrative. I was like, it's, it's not, so she's not that afraid. It's annoying. So then um, Molly starts kind of noticing that Heather is going back to that grave a lot and like hanging out at this creepy old house near a pond. And then she sees Helen and she's like, whoa, that is a skull faced girl. Like that girl is not alive. That's very scary. Um, And so she tells Michael and and Michael is instantly he's like, well, you're letting a little girl scare you because like that's your thing being scared. And she's like, no, I saw it. And he's like, um, you're crazy. And then Helen or Heather's like, are you guys talking about Helen? Because she's going to come and you'll be sorry. And they're like, what? And she's like, she'll come after you first. So then they're like, let's go to the library to do some research. They find out that a little girl named Helen, same name, died in a like adjacent to a fire um, in the 1800s. The parents perished, but they couldn't find them. It's a stepdad and a, and a grandma. And then um, she is said to haunt the pond. Then later, haunt, haunt the, the pond. pond. Molly talks to like this old caretaker guy. And he's like, oh, I... Um, also, they don't know any of this because they've just moved there. Their parents moved into a, like, a renovated church, which sounds really cool. Um, and so they talk to this old groundskeeper guy. He's like whoa, that story sounds like really familiar. He's like, I don't believe in ghosts, but my sister says that the same thing happened to our cousin who drowned in that pond. So make sure your sister does not go near that pond. So then she, uh, Molly um, and Michael are like, holy shit, they go home. Oh my God, something's really weird. Um, the house feels weird. They go inside. Only their bedrooms are trashed. Actually, Michael's room Molly's side of the room, which also I was so annoyed that Molly had to share a room. Fucking classic. Like, I mean, granted, if it if if like it had been two boys, I'm sure they would have had yeah. to share the room. It wasn't like, but um, I'm just sad for Molly that she had to share a room yeah. with Heather. So then she finds, uh, but then Heather's side of the room is fine, and then the mom's paintings are destroyed. Mom is like, oh, my God, we can't make the mortgage. And dad's like, yeah, because um, I don't work. And then um, they go to uh, uh, Heather can't be found at one point because she, uh, she gets out in the middle of the night. She likes to sneak around. Um, I was very infuriated about this part. The kids at six in the morning, they like wake up and and Molly's like Heather was like running around at night. And um, I saw her at the house. We need to take care of her. Oh, my God. The fact that they keep phrasing this as spying on Heather when she has been specifically asked to watch Heather. Heather. I'm sorry. You asked her to watch Heather. She was watching Heather. Heather ran off into the night. What did? How is this spying on you fucking assholes? I fucked it. I hate him so much. So basically, they go outside to be like, okay, how could she have climbed back up? And... Um, Molly's like oh well there's this like box here it's like tilted over and they're standing at the box and then Heather leans out and she starts screaming and she's like they're spying on me the parents come in Dave 
fucking ridiculous. What a ridiculous accusation of, of the parents yes. to make. Dave and the mom are like, we're so disappointed in you. And actually, like, Dave is, like, very mean to them. Like, he's like, you're monsters. So mean. I can't believe this. Like, I don't want you to act like this ever again. Like, also, every time, mm, this shit. Dave refuses to send his kid to a shrink because he thinks it's going to fuck her up even more. That. And then Dave, um, when Dave gets mad at Molly, because Molly's, so Heather's like, Molly's afraid of ghosts. And he's like, what's this? You're talking to my daughter about ghosts? And she's like, no, she's the one who said it to me, but I'm not scared. And he's like, I will not have you scaring my daughter. It's so, I just, it is such, oh God, it's so infuriating. It's so infuriating. It was just the unfairness there is like disgusting. Um, so then Molly, bless her heart, ignores the fact that her parents have been treating her like shit about this. She gets this feeling. She sees that Heather is, it's storming, storming. Heather is gone. So she goes to find her because she knows she's at the fucking house. Oh no, she's about to jump in the pond. And I actually really loved this part. When Helen is like, if you come with me, we'll be in the kingdom of mermaids. It'll be happiness forever. Oh Frida. yeah, it implies she's got like freaky power. Yeah, like freedom from all of this stuff. We'll be in our wonderful kingdom of like talking unicorns, like all this stuff. And Molly hears it and she's like, she kind of like starts to fall under that spell too. Because she's like, she's like, I want to see the mermaid. She's like, wouldn't it be wonderful? Because she's also like dealing with freaking out about death and like being in this like horrible house situation. And she's like, oh my God, like, I'm like pulled toward that. She starts walking towards the pond and she's like, whoa, whoa. So then she runs. Like we said before, she saves Heather. She rips the locket off. She throws it off. She drags her out of the water. Heather fights her off, jumps back in the water. She goes back to the water, drags her back out. Um, they go and shelter in the storm or shelter from the storm in the house. It caves in from under them. They fall into the cellar where the where Helen's mother and stepfather's skulls and I guess rest of their skeletons are there and Helen comes down weeps about how she killed her mom her mom's ghost is there she's like I've been waiting for you I I forgive you hugs her holds her and then they so beautiful get to be together it was really beautiful and it is also there that Heather admits that she was the one who started the fire, but she was afraid of being spanked. So she didn't say, she kept hiding and then her mom died there. And so she thinks she killed her mom. And that if her, if anyone knew, they would hate her because she's poison and she's bad. Um, and you know How what? sad to have somebody like give voice to your deepest fear. Yeah. And then bless Molly because, I mean, she's a 12 year old finding out about this. And she's still so, like, she's like, no, like, it was an accident. Like, I don't know. If you're 12 and you hear that, you, I could see you being like, not you, but like a 12-year-old kid. One, yeah. Being like, whoa, <laughs> you, you killed your mom, kind of. Like, she's mature enough to be like, it was an accident. Your dad's going to forgive you. You should just tell him. Yeah, I won't tell him. Three. Yeah. And again, the fact that the reason she wouldn't come out of hiding is because she was so afraid that her mom would spank her. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, like, big, scary thing for a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So then they stay under there for a little while, and then Michael finds them, and Dave comes down and helps them out. And then the next day, he Heather's like, Dad, can we go for a walk? I want to tell you something. They come back. They're happy together, and... Molly tells her mom and her mom's like, oh, my God, that's why she was so hard to break through to. And then they're a happy family again. And then epilogue, Helen leaves a locket, the same locket that was thrown away. Um, they've for, like put all the they've gone to the oh, right. extreme effort of of like, wow, uh, digging up the parents bodies in the cellar and burying them with Helen <laughs> and like. I'm putting like an angel statue. With Dave, them. Dave actually makes his sculpting useful and yeah. makes them an angel statue. And then in the angel statue's hand, that ugly as shit. It probably is really ugly. It's like brutalist or something. But like he tried. Um, holding a um, 
locket and inside of the locket says, please don't forget me, which is also really sweet. And then they're happily ever after. Oh, then the girls are like talking about, oh, that was from Helen. And Michael's like, I hope you guys aren't still talking about ghosts. But they can tell that his voice is shaking and he's a little bit scared. The end. Definitely read this one. Yep. It really, really holds up. Even though it's for a younger audience, it still hits hard. Yeah. It's not written like a kid's book. No, it's, it's written like, like a novel. It is like in a younger person's viewpoint. Yeah. Without being dumbed down or simplified. I mean, it, well, it's certainly simplified, but without being like so simplified that it's not enjoyable for an older reader. Mm-hmm. So. Because yeah. it's there's truth there. Yep. It was really Big good. Big themes. I really recommend yeah. it. Really liked it. <laughs> good job, Mary. She's a good writer. Mm-hmm. She's written a lot. She has. I, um... The only copy they had at the library available for checking out was like a three books in one mm. thing. So I saw a little bit of another one of her books and I was like, do I just keep reading? And I was like, no. <laughs> uh, I have other things to do. Yeah, I was like, I have a lot <laughs> on my plate. I don't need to keep reading this. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. We really, really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, especially to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to become one and get access to all of our extra episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash teencreeps. A special shout out to the people who give at the $15 a month level, our Patreon producers. Thank you, Adam Halwitz. Amanda K. Amy T. Ann Dwyer. Caitlin L. Casey S. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Drew Waranis. Ellie Lagos. Elizabeth E. Emma. Erica T. Aaron B. Gabriella Santiago, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Hannah L, Jeffrey L, Jeremy Cronk, Jeremy Goodfellow and Marco Pavlicich, Jesse T, Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica Yu, Jonathan Venable, Kat Miller, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Carrie N, Landry Desmond, Larry Nguyen, Laura Hooper, Maddie M, Megan Lozier, Melanie M, Melody, Mikey Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Molly G, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel C, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Robert F. Ro Kalahua. Sarah Wallen. Sasha Gibson. Sylvie T. Victoria Beck. And Whitney E. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. We really appreciate you. We will see you next episode. Until then, keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.